A How Civis Broadcasting. Hello, my name is Alufi Haskell de Civis. And I'm Silas de Civis. And today is the 11th of Larvian, a wonderful weir. It has been wonderful so far, but it's just the start of another week of us pushing way too hard. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it this week. I understand entirely, Silas. It does feel like it's starting to grate on me a little bit. It's been a lot. It's a lot. It's been a lot. And the next two, I'm sure we're going to hear pretty much all the same things. You and whatever jockey we bring on. It's it's been a recurring theme, and I'm getting a little concerned about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Every one of them seems to know you intimately. I mean, you know what? Let's let's not let's let's go ahead and focus in on today. We are taking today a little bit on the light side. We asked many of our fans who frequent our Discord bar to send us some questions that they'd like to uh, have answered here on air about us. They're asking you and I specifically questions. They are indeed. It promises to be an interesting concept, but whether or not it will deliver, I can't imagine. All of these questions seem very shallow. Well, I can't wait for all of that. On today's A, A Chronicle, Chronicle of Echoes. Before we get into some of our burning questions from our fans in our Discord bar, I first wanted to tell everybody uh, different ways that they can get in contact with us and support us in our endeavors. All of our questions are coming from the patrons of our Discord bar. It's a nice little bar here in Sharn that has uh, different rooms and uh, communities where one can go and hang out and talk about different things. It's kind of like an extra dimensional uh, space. It's really nice. And we do have uh, open invitations to all of our listeners. All you have to do is Go to your subscribe and ask them about uh, a Discord invite. Now, while you are at the subscribe, you can also ask them to keep you up to date with all of the current happenings with the House Civis Broadcasting Guild and the Echoers in general. Um... In fact, they might even have a few cute little items that we've begun to sell. Echoers uh, that we sell to different taverns and patrons uh, definitely helps bring money in. But some people have said that they wanted to, you know, wear shirts, I guess, uh, tunics with... Different merchandise. And so yeah. we've partnered with House Caneth to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So you can find all about that merch, as they're calling it, which I think is interesting. That's a little little shorten it makes it feel a, a little more fun and fresh you can speak with the subscribe and he'll get you linked up with where to get that you can also go down to the comment pad that he has there and tell us what you're thinking about today's particular broadcasting as well as submit Luffy's advice corner questions topics that you might want to hear us talk about in the future uh, really just about anything you can also send all of that 
to our uh, Gmail, our gnome mail, at housecivisecoerstation at gmail.com. Again, the G stands for gnome. And lastly, we have our pairing with House Kondorak for our Patreon program, where you can send a few coins our way each month to help keep the Echoers broadcasting and make this show a little more fun. All of our patrons should be able to go to their Patreon and see that there's a poll available that's going to help shape the way we do things in the future here at House Civis Broadcasting Guild. We really care about what our patrons think and what they have to say. We do indeed. They are good people, and I like them, and I've heard they're incredibly smart and attractive. Are you saying that with the hopes that more people will uh, back us on Patreon? I'm just saying only incredibly attractive and intelligent people follow us on Patreon. It checks out. Not all squares are rectangles, Mm -hmm. but all rectangles are squares. That's, no, that's the other way around. Oops. And with that, we will stop talking about uh, us, and we'll start talking about uh, us. us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this is a weird time, right? You know, it, it's a lot more exciting than what normally happens, where everything gets sent out and we have these awful Luffy's advice questions. Instead, now they're awful questions about us. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. These are from our fans. It's going to be a nightmare. Are you suggesting, Silas, that our fans are not amazing, wonderful people? No, I'm saying they pay attention to the broadcastings, and that means it's going to get real personal real quick. Oh, uh, so this first one's a really interesting one. This is one of those uh, philosophical conundrums. If there was a lightning rail that was out of control... And you're standing at a conductor stone and you can decide if the lightning rail goes left or right. The left track has one person that you know and care about. And the right track has 15 people that you don't know. Silas, what uh, what, what, what would you do? So I've heard this a different way. I heard it where it was five people on a track and then it's headed towards them and you can divert it to one person. And that one's easy. Uh, you know, the, the greater good there is y- you take the loss. We all have horrible actions we have to take in the day-to-day. It's no different than fighting off a street thug. You just do the right thing. Uh, but this one's a little more difficult, because now it's 15 people and someone that I know and like. If it was Kevin, all right, cool. Someone I know, I get solidly. I know, I know what you're going to answer. Which is? You're going to kill the one person you like, because there isn't anybody that you like... So now you're on the tracks, and I'm going to let it run you over. I mean, that would make sense. You don't like me. That's ridiculous. We're not friends. So the way that I view it is very specific. With the five to one, you're taking an action to save five and hurt one. This one would be to save 15 and hurt one, but then also would be a constant hurt on yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. That added guilt and anger towards yourself makes it impossible. You're going to have to let the one live. Interesting. I have to actually agree with you on this. Simply because those 15 people die and all of a sudden you can definitely partake in litigation against House Orion making sure that, you know, all of the tracks are clear. 
so that there um, won't be anything like this at all. Whereas if it's just the one person, no matter how much you care about them, um, there's practically not a lot of uh, a case uh, against House Orion and um, no matter what, no good is going to come of it. You know, you're just going to be hurting yourself and it's not like you can get any satisfaction at all. Um, whereas with the 15, um, you know, at least the families of those 15 people can get some sort of satisfaction from House Orion. The implication there is that House Orion put the conductor stones down and then put people in between them. Which they wouldn't have done. No, no, it's no. It's usually no. a bad guy has put them both in that situation. But House Orion should definitely make sure that uh, the tracks are free of people. It's, it's open air. You, you wouldn't be you able know, to do that. No, it's a line of stones. Able, yeah. They shouldn't be there. They're not meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the point isn't that House Orion is somehow culpable. That, that wouldn't make any are, sense. They definitely are, though. They are. That would make no sense. But they are. But they can't be. But they can be. Then everyone who is killed by House Caneth Blade should be able to sue House Caneth. No. See, the thing here is that, uh, obviously, these people were put in front of a Alsorian lightning rail. Lightning rail is out of control. These lightning rails should never be able to be out of control. It's, it's not specifically that it's out of control. What if the conductor doesn't know that they're there? Then the conductor should be uh, removed from service because... They should definitely make sure that they are knowledgeable about the track coming up ahead. There are not supposed to be people in that area. You know that, right? Yes. You're not allowed down where the conductor stones are. Yeah. You're not allowed down there. Yeah. There should never be people there. Yeah. Why would the conductor, who is on a rail Mm -hmm. that is hurtling from one place to the next, Mm -hmm. know that people are doing bad? Birds can fly just as fast as uh, lightning rails. House Orion can't be responsible for a ne'er-do-well or stupidity. And yet here we are. Not being sued for the things that have been instigated in our name. I'm just saying, you've got a better case with 15 people as opposed to one. It's harder to miss 15 people. Not Not harder to miss, but like harder to miss. Anyway, what's the next So one? how are you not going to get one? sued for not hitting that button? You could have changed the direction the of the... What's the next one? So, so you actively took a part in it. I did not take a part in it. By refusing to step in and save someone? I'm not refusing. I'm just not doing it. I'm not partaking. So if the rail was already headed to the person that you liked, you wouldn't divert it to the 15th? Maybe. Oh, 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 I think we're getting to the crux of it now. You just wanted a way to justify your own... No, you're ridiculous. Let's go to the next one. Were pigeons true or real? That's not even a question. Both. No, the, mm-hmm. no, they're not. Real, true, 100%. Where next. are they? Why are they not coming on the Echoes? We've given them the option. Because they would out themselves. You have publicly outed them. Well, of course. They need to come out. It's what they deserve. They need everyone to know just how important they are to society. I mean, they deliver our tweets every single day. No. You know what? I'm not going. I'm not going to. Um, you know, uh, next question. So here we have uh, some from Quill. Quill writes, favorite novel. 
it does say that it has to be a work of fiction, so you can't say the Orient uh, Encyclopedia of Lightning Rail. So my favorite work of fiction, uh, I'll go with the one that I loved growing up, was Into the Nightwood. It was a horror story by a mage write fiction author, and it was wonderful. Yours? So my favorite novel, it's really childish, I know, uh, would have to be The Adventures of Princess Sifiros, specifically the fourth book uh, versus The Darkness of the Sybaris Ring. Um, it's just like about, you know, this princess who was reborn on Eberron and she's really like part of the moon Sifros and uh, she's got these magic powers and then she's got a whole bunch of friends who also have magic powers and then they turn into like super powered princesses uh, and they fight bad guys and the fourth one is when she finds out that she's actually the daughter of the dragon Sybaris and so technically she's the daughter of the the Sybaris ring and she gets like a whole bunch of new powers uh but also that she's got an evil twin and it's 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 really intense yeah i, I don't you know, what an interesting series Let, let's go to the next question uh, favorite guest or dream guest i always really like having bishops or hand on you know who i'd like to have on again uh that wudaraj gentleman he was a lot of fun I liked having him on. Dream guest. I would love to have one of the rulers of the five nations on. You know, Queen Aralia or King Caius, King Boronel. Jayla would be cool to have on. I prefer not to have a 10-year-old on. Prince Orgev. There's a lot of interesting people. So uh, I think my favorite guest would be Professor Winthrop. I miss him dearly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hey, finish that one. Silas, can you yeah, have a slice yeah. of cake, please? Really quickly. <laughs> it's a funny joke, Aloofy. Relax. And then, of course, uh, my dream guest would be Merrick Tataneth. We have tried several times to get him on, and unfortunately, it has become uh, problematic. And then we booked him while we were gone, and unfortunately, Kevin stood him up. So it's been a real, real nightmare. Hey, Silas. What is your fondest memory of Galifar? My fondest memory of Galifar? That's, that's such a hard... I wasn't around long enough. Well, I guess I was. It was half my life. Everything from before the war is kind of stuck in place. And it will always be the best of times in those times because the atrocities and horrors of war uh, erased a lot of what I would... Call fond. I remember distinctly, though, going to the museums in Sire with my grandfather. A lot of that really stuck with me. Thank you. Uh, Aloofy, if you're given a choice to escape House Civis and manifest a different dragon mark, what mark would you choose? Hmm. So, okay, but am I still, am I still a gnome? Or do I get to, like, change my whole body? I imagine it would be change everything. Oh, um, I would probably join House Thrashk. Why? Because uh, then I'd be really big and, you know, like... Oh, okay, yeah, like, that look, makes sense. Look at me, I'm big and powerful, and also I can find things, and also I'm super badass, you know. 
Uh, do you have any siblings? I do, yeah. I do not. I have a younger sister. What's the furthest you've ever been from home? Uh, that cruise that I went on with my dad? I lived in Stormreach for a time. I think that technically is the farthest, although a lot of places within Corvair and where home is depends as well. So I, I think that would probably be... Well, because Stormreach was home for you for, for a, a while. while. Yeah, I, I think that still counts, though. Okay. Aluvi, have you ever been in love? Define love. It just says love. I'm not going to define it. Your choice. That's going to be my answer. All right, then. No, the answer is going to be yes, but also, like, depends. Yes, depends. Yes. Uh, Silas, if you could make one change to uh, the lightning rails or lightning rail stations, what would it be? I think one thing that I would really like to see is the integration of private rail. I know that there are a few people who have them, but it would be interesting to see more people have their own versions of things. Like House Fjarlin owning a lightning rail and then doing a murder on the Eberron Express and running around with that, or a House Galanda pleasure rail where you just are, it's decadent and it's fun and it takes you across the landscape and you see a lot more rather than just travel. I think that's a lot harder, but now that we are post-war, it, it may be something doable and it would be interesting to see what the rail is in the hands of other people. Not that I want them to own the rail, I just want them to have their own like their, a carriage yeah, on like their own road. lightning rails, exactly, yes. Yeah. Ooh, uh, in a pie-eating contest, which of us would win? Kevin. Yeah. Oh, Kevin. Oh. oh, Kevin. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, I mean, you could down a pie, solidly. I, 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 uh, depending on the pie. Got a hankering for pie. Yeah. Um, Not thrackle spice. If thrackle's involved, then no, it'll be no, no, clearly. No, and you don't like squash pie very much. No, a lot of that, and like the squash, the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of yeah. those. But I feel like uh, no matter what kind of pie it is, Kevin could just down it. I think you're probably right about yeah, that. Like tin and all, like a goat. It's not a capybara suit, you guys. It's a goat. We'll put little horns on it. I was gonna say originally. The halflings made pumpkin pie in the base of the pumpkin. So they oh. would cut through and then they would actually use that to bake it in the shell. That was one of the worst pies I've ever had. That sounds kind of gross. Yeah, it was yeah. It was not nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But every once in a while you hear these old timey recipes and you're like, oh, that'll be fun. And it's not. No. It's before they came up with spices and a lot of things from across the different nations. Most of the time they're they're garbage. Yeah. Uh, could you ask me a question now? Because I've asked you several in a row. Well, you just ask one of both of us. I don't understand why you're getting, you know, ridiculous here. To a Luffy, favorite person you've met at a party. Okay, I'm not going to disclose their name, but they were an entertainer at a dinner gala that I went to a few months back. And uh, they were just really personable and nice and... They were doing, like, uh, sleight-of-hand tricks. Not, not magic tricks, but, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make this disappear. They, they call it street magic is what that is. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah they yeah. were doing street magic. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, you could tell that they weren't actually using like prestidigitation or anything, which is really what made it just like fascinating because you go, well, but how did you do that if you're not using like real magic? And uh, I thought that was really cool. And they, we talked for a little while and, um, you know, we, we hung out and then my dad picked me up from the party in his sky coach. Are you 50? Why is your dad picking you up in a sky coach? You're an adult. So he was technically invited to the party and he decided he didn't want to go until like halfway through the party and he came, but he had forgotten to actually put on a nice suit. And so he kind of just came in in his adventuring gear. And so we left. Let's not continue down that road. So what snack food do you crave while working but can't have due to the mess that it could possibly make? Oh, so I really enjoyed this um, Ondarian meal. It's like a pot of melted cheese and then you dip like pretzels and bread and like apples into it. Uh, It's called fondue. The problem is Kiefer's really likes cheese and she can smell melted cheese from like three rooms away. And so we're not allowed to have fondue at the house anymore or anywhere where she is because, um... There have been one too many times where I've had to clean up uh, a cat covered in uh, molten cheese. Um, And she's not ever happy about it, except for the brief moments of bliss where it's in her mouth. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Andarian meals and fondue is just a mess. What about you? I wasn't asked to me. It was just asked to you. So let's go ahead and do a different question for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so Silas, this is an interesting one. Uh, we all know that you were once an adventurer. Who was your favorite adventuring partner? I went adventuring with both of my exes. Uh, I would put both of them down as my adventuring partners. And uh, I, I think that is all I need to say on that. Let's, uh, something yeah, else. I apologize. No, no, I, uh, favorite pet. Oh, for me? That's what they've asked for both of us. I don't have pets. I'm not a pet guy. I had a claw foot for a while, and that was really nice, but, but when you're as devoted to the house as I am, you can't have pets. Um, so we, we had a, um, a, a pseudo-dragon once, and his name was Effervescent, or uh, we would call him Vessi, uh, or Vess, and um, he was just a really nice little pal, and he used to, like... Uh, fly around my head when I was really young, just like whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then he'd like lay down on my shoulders to fall asleep. And it was really sweet. Uh, he he passed um, about four years ago. Well, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Let's uh, let's see what else we have here. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. This is for both of us. Mm-hmm. Why are you the way that you are? Eat shit. I am the way that I am because that's who I am. Yeah, I don't know who wrote this. It's anonymous, and they're lucky it's anonymous, because I would beat their ass. <laughs> You're angry. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Why are you the way that you are? Why are you the way? Why are you? You're writing in letters, and that's what you go with? You don't have enough time? So you went through, and you paid the copper that was required to have that delivered to us. Why are you that way? 
What has been our strangest and or favorite fan interaction outside of the booth? I've not had a lot of fan interactions outside of the booth. It's people know me, but I I tend to dress differently when I'm not here. And so they don't notice me. And that makes it a little easier. Kevin, Kevin and that kobold. That is probably my favorite fan interactions. That kobold is obsessed with him. Absolutely Mm -hmm. obsessed. And it's creepy and very uncomfortable. I love it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm so glad that's not me. Yeah, it's it's it could be absolutely. No, I Just hope wait. not. I hope that as long as he's the lightning rod for all of that, mm, wonderful. <laughs> My favorite fan interaction was I was at uh, just a random bookstore in Sharn. I'm not going to say where because uh, I don't want to, you know, cause any fusses or anything. And one of the clerks there uh, recognized me. And they gave me access to a special back room where they kept a lot of like their first edition books and stuff. And um, they asked if I would sign one of their common Galifar to giant translation books. And so that was really precious and special for me. Silas, uh, do you prefer your spirits bit? Barrel aged or copper distilled? Copper distilled. Who has time to wait for alcohol? It's ridiculous. Barrel aging may make some of the flavors better, but let's just get it over with. I want it now, not 10 years from now. Okay. Many of our patrons in the Discord bar have heard you talk about your time in the Talenta Plains. Uh, This person asks, uh, what was your favorite behemoth? That you saw while in the Talenta Plains. Uh, so uh, the Sword Tooth, or as is more commonly known amongst the people not of the Plains, uh, the Tyrannosaurus, I was involved on a hunt involving one of those for a few weeks. And not knowing what you're going to come across, because you think it's going to be big, it's going to be scary, and so you have this preconceived notion in your head, but then seeing it there very different, very scary, very unnerving. And that was probably one of my favorite moments because we tracked it for a week trying to pin down its location and it was wonderful. Alufi, what is your absolute favorite animal? Oh, that's a really hard one. Um, anything that's soft and cuddly, but also really big, but also really small. Mmm, cute things? Yeah. That's my answer. Uh, I, I don't think that's specific, but alright. Oh, this one's from uh, our friend Gembo. Gembo writes, What's your favorite place outside of Sharn to visit, Silas? Well, I'm gonna go with Stormreach again. If you're going someplace, Gembo, I think that'll be enough of an integration for you, rather than going to someone far off like Rhaedra. Aluvi. Can I take you out to dinner? I mean, it's you've never asked like that before. No, but no, it's yeah. Genbo. No, we can go out to dinner. That's fine. Oh, okay. You're answering to Genbo. Oh, okay. Well, no, no. Wait, Genbo asked? Yeah, Genbo's the one who asked. I mean, uh, sh- sure. Like, like, we can just, he didn't right. even have to ask Next like question that. is for Kevin. If Aluffy says yes, can you summon me to Sharn so I can take her out to dinner? Genbo he would have to figure out what components to summon you. I think that would be a, 
a real fun hooting hooting time. I, yeah. I, especially interesting because he can't be unsummoned until he he sings something. Oh, there we go. That would be an interesting. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get Kevin on that right now. And then Meeps, uh, where would be a good place to take a date for dinner? You're gonna have to have dinner in the tavern, buddy boy. I don't I don't know where you're going. <laughs> no. You're not getting outside of that. I mean, but a good place for like a date for dinner would probably be somewhere up in Brilliant, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. One of those restaurants. Yeah, I think that you're right about that. Let's uh Here's an interesting one. Um I know that you're not gonna want to answer it, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Silas. Uh, what did you like most about adventuring and what led to your retirement? The freedom to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. There's a big disparity between what we think freedom is and what freedom actually is because money makes it so you can do whatever you would like, but comes with so many restrictions that you can never do the things that you really want. And adventuring gave me a little bit of money and a lot of bit of freedom and I, I enjoyed that. And I stopped the day I got my mark. That was the end of adventuring for me. Speaking of your mark, um, uh, this person asks, do our marks do anything uh, interesting like glow or um, itch uh, when close to another scribing mark or anything like that? I've heard that Genbo's itches when his paperwork's not right, which is weird, and I think is probably psychological. He like he noticed a mistake subconsciously, and then that's his brain's way of telling him that he did so. It's weird. It's really mine does not. Mine hurt for a while. That that was unfortunate. Uh, yeah. And it sometimes gets very warm when you use it, but other than that, uh, I've had no issues with mine. Mine, whenever I am uh, getting really deep into my work, uh, doing um, work that I really actually care about, really uh, enjoy, uh, it, I don't know how to, it kind of ripples is, is the only way to, uh, to explain it. Kind of like, um, if you look at the colors of my mark, uh, they kind of like, like shift, uh, like, Wind across uh, across a pond is what I like to think about it as. All right. Uh, next question. Would you rather fight 100 clawfoot-sized owlbears or 10 owlbear-sized clawfoots? The answer is 100 clawfoot-sized owlbears. Uh, the owlbear is going to lose a lot of its strength and power. Uh, they're big. They're bulky. They're going to continue to be clumsy. I think that you'd have a heck of a time taking down 10 Albear size claw funds because you've got a pack of them at that point in time and now they're big and aggressive they've got that tail that's going to add a lot of reach for them no uh, that's a nightmare that is a nightmare i would not want to think about i'm with you on this silas uh specifically because clawfoots do fight with pack tactics uh you know they 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 live in pods they they grow up in in little clans and they you know that's how they fight whereas uh owlbear for the most part are solitary creatures and i might so. get away with having the owlbear fight themselves exactly that's exactly. Yeah, smart yeah. smart call yeah all right, and let's end it out here. We have, do you think there is any truth to the rumors that there are giant roach people wearing people's skin in the lower city? You know, this is Sharn. Anything's possible here. Um, I also think, no, probably, maybe not. That's probably just like um, some form of derogatory 
allegory for changelings, or um, maybe uh, there are, I don't know, secret residents of Sharn that are actually kind of insectoid people. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, but I, I feel like maybe that's definitely not correct entirely, but also maybe it could be. But my official stance is no. You believe in pigeons, but not roach thralls? Are you kidding me? Of all the ridiculous things, where pigeons makes the cut, but not the actual factual thing that is the roach thrall? They have been documented cases. Not in popular print format, but they have been well documented and they do exist. The way that they operate is they end up taking over people by planting eggs into people. It's, it's a whole thing. Initially, sightings were just brushed off as being three keens or other dromites, different, different creatures that exist that fit that bill of insectoid people. But no, this is a real thing. Roach thralls exist. And there's an entire group of us who are looking into that. I'm glad that this person took the time to write in about something seriously affecting the city. Psychic cockroach. No one said they were psychic. No, no, no one no, said no, they were psychic. No, 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 no. They're not psychic. You just said that they control people by putting eggs in them. So these are like... They control people by putting eggs inside them. Then the egg hatches and they become that person. They wear like a suit, like a people suit. That sounds ridiculous. I'm not saying... Listen, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. This is Sharn. Uh, but at the same time... Um, yeah, where pigeons are totally more real than that. You need to be more observant. One day, someone you know, someone you love, is going to be hollowed out by a cockroach. And they're going to replace that person, and you're not even going to know. Yeah, that sounds like the boogeyman stories that people have been saying about changelings for centuries. I'm telling you right now, it, it seems similar, but no, this is founded in actual factual fact. Because changelings don't wear people as a suit, they change physically into them. Whereas this is a giant cockroach in a man suit. Okay, Xander Johns. Uh, and with that, I, uh, you know, I'm going to end whatever weird thing that Silas is going on about uh, that I think we all can agree is just a little too insane. And I hope everybody enjoyed these questions that we asked and answered. I hope everybody takes the time to go over to that subscribe and chat them up, get all of that good information, join all of those things, and do all of the stuff. In the meantime, though, until our next broadcasting, listen out for those echoes of hope.